The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. It's Pharrell on the fence, coast to coast in the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad seed, a broken, ate a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad lie, bad do, bad bread, bad attention, bad vibes. We are chilling the most with the Pharrella Palatial. Right across the river and through the woods from where Granny likes to pick up her medicinal and roll up a fatty before dinner in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dress in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, stupid. All my friends that come around, fights and fights and party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this town's a tatter. My brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it. Ooh. Hey, it's Pharrell with you. Look who it is. My good friend, legend, rock star, dad, all world mega freak. And the best thing that ever happened to the NFL and to the world of K-Funk Swiss cheese, which is another way of saying the flour, which is another way of saying some of that Cali good fresh, some of that northern and southern Cali love toke, some of that CBD, some of that uh, Pharrell weekender. We're talking about it here on the Coast to Coast weekender with Kyle Turley, and he's been on the bench a million times before on a radio show, but he's never been on Sports Grid. He's never been on Coast to Coast, and he's never been on with me on SB Nation Radio. So we wanted to get him on so everybody could get a, a taste of Kyle and what he's been up to in his life, which is saving lives. He's got a huge business in the uh, Inland Empire, unless I'm crazy, is where it is. Um, in, I think, the Moreno Valley. I could be wrong, but um, I, I follow Kyle for years as friends. How you doing, buddy? It's good to see you again. Thanks for coming on. I'm doing great, brother. Appreciate you having me, man. Things are well, you know, just trying to make it through this uh, madness. Yeah, it is crazy. So um, now listen, I, at, at some length, I want to get into, because I know uh, that uh, it's a very uh, important topic for you politically and uh, spiritually and mentally and business-wise, but I, I want to go through all facets of it. Uh, so as you know, I fully engage and support what you're doing 150%. Uh, I've always shown you love, 
and I'm all about, I'm a liberal, I'm all about uh, legalizing uh, marijuana uh, nationally and all over the world. It should be legal. Uh, it's the best thing that ever happened in uh, California, in Nevada. It's already Gandhi. I've been there. I've done it. It's awesome. I go to San Diego every summer. Uh, and, you know, when I'm there surfing, believe me, you, I make that call. I got that delivery, son. It's real quick. I love those people. <laughs> and then uh, when I'm in Vegas, it's it's everywhere. Vegas, it's, there's more uh, there's more medicinal stores than, uh, frankly, and dispensaries than gas stations now. It's on every corner. And in New York and New Jersey here in, in New York City, I mean, literally, you have to be dying, basically, to get a license. It's insanity. But yeah. uh, let's talk about, first of all, what you've been through with the uh, FDA has been threatening you of late. I know because I follow, as I said, everything you do. And whenever I see your name pop up, I see what you're doing. And now you're battling the government and you're battling the FDA. And they do not apparently like you. No, they don't. You know, it's unfortunate. They don't like the truth uh, is what they don't like. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's hypocritical because uh, of what they're doing and what the pharmaceutical industry now is doing um, in transitioning all of their medications over to synthetic cannabinoid based medicines. Uh, this is happening right now. Uh, companies like Naramco, Johnson & Johnson, all of these companies are transitioning every pharmaceutical that they make towards a cannabinoid-based medication. They have uh, stated in publication after publication over the last five years that CBD's really been on the scene, um, their ability to now tap into um, recreating these profiles in cannabinoid therapies synthetically. Uh, that should uh, say everything about what's happening. Uh, the government has a patent on this. Uh, I don't think that came from just some guy waking up one day and saying, oh, hey, man, I heard Scott Farrell and Kyle Turley talking about it. Let's do a patent on this marijuana stuff that we've been telling everybody that rots your brain and makes it look like scrambled eggs for the last uh, three decades here. So, um, you know, th there's a lot of uh, conspiracies to throw around why we are where we are. Um, but as you mentioned, there's a lot of great things that are happening and moving forward, um, but it can't move fast enough. And, um, you know, knowing the things that I know and the things that have I, I've seen, I mean, if we could put up half of the testimonials of uh, our consumer bases, and I'm talking about premium CBD companies, cannabis companies, medical marijuana shops, uh, dispensaries, recreational, if we could put our uh, testimonials of our consumer bases up on our sites, um, out into the public, uh, pharmaceutical world would not have a chance to stand against uh, what's happening in uh, you know, healthcare and resolutions in healthcare uh, because of cannabis. So let me ask you, uh, Kyle Turley Woodis on Coast to Coast, uh, what did they do to, you know, neuro XPF? What they sent you threatening uh, cease and desist letters, uh, legal threats uh, that they were going to shut you down uh, and then close your business and everything else, uh, put liens on you. I saw all of it. It was a never ending litany of their rhetoric that they were going to destroy your life. Uh, basically, the FDA through the federal government. Is that about right? Yeah, well, of course. I mean, it's the, uh, uh, the federal agency, FDA. 
and they govern uh, what you can and can't say about your products. Um, you know, I, I don't understand why that doesn't hold the same when you're uh, just, you know, having uh, elected officials up there promoting drugs that actually have death rates attached to them that are only increasing the death toll here in COVID-19. Hydroxychloroquine uh, and Z-Packs uh, killed, um, I think, over 100,000 people last year just in prescribed use. Um, and so when you look at these things and you look at what they're doing and then the letters that they send companies like mine, because we want to try to help too. Um, and that's all it was. And that's all it is, is that we're trying to expose what we know to be truth and that science has exposed this. Not one person has ever died from using cannabis in the history of the world. And when you have individuals like Dr. Burks up there every day and she makes statements like we need to do everything we can right now um, and have the but have the patient's uh, health and safety at the forefront. Um, nothing. Uh, compares to what cannabis can offer in this conversation. And from Dr. Fauci to Dr. Burks, we continue to hear this rhetoric coming out of, um, you know, misinformation um, and encouraging people to try anything, you know, and, and that's the worst thing that we could be doing. That's what got us into the opiate crisis of where we are today with that and how many people we have lost, way more than COVID-19, millions more than COVID-19, in fact. And now we're continuing to go down that same road when there's a solution. Cannabis can provide that solution, and that is why it is a Schedule One drug uh, relative to heroin, um, worse than cocaine. Cocaine's a Schedule II drug, and people don't understand what Schedule One means. And that means that you cannot study it on humans. And so it is keeping the truth from the people. As much as Donald Trump wants to say he's for the people and for this, or uh, Joe Biden, this, uh, all they have to do is do one thing, and that is drop Schedule One status from cannabis and let the science tell the story. So let me ask you, um, when uh, they obviously, uh, uh, some of the threats, just so we're clear, uh, were about that they believe, that the FDA believes that you and your company were essentially, in layman's terms, and, and you know, everyday people, so they can understand this a little uh, clearer, is that they believe that you were selling, uh, that, that, that you were like trying to sell the fact that, uh, that you know, basically chronic weed, that, that cannabis, that you know THC or CBD without THC could frankly cure COVID nineteen. That's what they were accusing you of. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah, and that and that was that we're making claims. We're making uh, medical claims, giving advice. You know that, that those are the the vague terms in this entire thing that they've ripped, you know, wrote upon in this whole quest that they have to continue. So what did you do to, what did you do oh, to? We, we just put an ad up. We put an but, ad but I know, but what did, crush what did, corona, improve your immune system today, right, right. which is what CBD does. CBD in study after study after study has proven to showcase how it can put the human body back into homeostasis. 
This means proper function. This means balance. And when you discuss things and say things like the word cure, I, you, you know, people who I guess are a little bit more of a critical thinking uh, mindset, uh, you know, believe that others will understand what that word means. And the word cure means to restore back to health. And that is what we're talking about here. Uh, it, it can help prevent uh, people from uh, getting the worst symptoms of this, but the human immune system is designed to battle and defeat things like COVID-19. Uh, and the number one conduit to that is through the cannabinoid system. It's in the center of my brain, your brain, and everybody else that's listening's brain. Um, it, it forms in week 14, 14 of a developing fetus in gestation and can be considered the inception of life. And so uh, th this is directly in charge of how your immune system functions. Everything from hydroxychloroquine to ZPACs and everything else is only simply trying to tap into your cannabinoid system. It is a, uh, a part of the human body that the United States medical community refuses to acknowledge. So uh, Kyle Turley with us. So, um, so when you, when they, when they threatened you, uh, you know, I know that <laughs> the guy that I know, you would have liked to have thrown someone across the room or done a superplex move on them or pile driven them into your backyard or done a full trampoline uh, backward death flip, uh, arm bar, uh, neck choke out, go to sleep move on them. However, you're unable to do that now that you're a shrewd, successful businessman. You have to handle things uh, a little more uh, safely, let's just say. So uh, when they threatened you, uh, you had to do something uh, to reciprocate their threats. And you changed the language around a little bit. Is that fair to say that you, you, what did you do to appease them? Because I know you did something, but not much. No, I, I mean, basically we just took everything else down. I mean, we don't have to talk about what our products do at this point. We've sold millions of dollars with a product. There is uh, unbelievable amounts of, of traction that our, our brand and our product has that continues to grow because we provide a quality product. Um, and so simply just taking down the information from our website that relates to any claim that they could even possibly do, uh, you know, make a, a, a uh, you know, a, a charge against us for. Uh, this has happened to multiple CBD companies from Charlotte's Web to CBDMD, all these companies out here. Every one of them has experienced this from the FDA because at some point in time, they pick and choose examples that they're going to make of you know, trying to uh, flex on them. And the irony of it was, uh, for me personally, these were personal statements that I made. So, um, you know, any attorney out there that's worth should understand what happened here in my scenario personally, in that I am the advocate that is the mouthpiece for this industry, and I was targeted. That should not be allowed in America. That should be illegal. Uh, many a gangster has won a, a court case against the United States government for targeting action. And this was clear and cut uh, dry that this was a target against me personally to silence me. So I, I retracted my statements off my website, my attempt to try and help in this scenario of informing people the benefits, uh, you know, maybe they didn't know of. Um, and uh, but yet I still as a free citizen 
um, you know, can go out here and continue my message. And uh, that's what I choose to do. And so it's unfortunate I can't continue to expose, uh, which I've been doing, as you know, for the last 10 years, uh, this right. to everybody on the planet. I've said it cures cancer. I've said it cures CTE. I've said it cured my neuropathy in my legs. I don't have plantar fasciitis anymore. I've said it does all these things over the last five, six years of being fully committed to this experience and knowing what this can do for me to where I'm completely pill-free, supplement-free. I don't take anything but use this plant. And the things I've experienced are relative to so many others. And this was a clear attack on my personal freedom to be able to say the things I'm saying, because within the guidelines, we did everything right as regard to my company and what we were talking about and what we were insinuating. Did your, um, respectfully, I got just under three minutes. Did your company uh, at all, your partners, your business partners, uh, did they think it would behoove you to um, like take down the stuff and like just comply with these people because they're going to ruin our lives? Or did, did someone say to you, listen, Kyle, take a step back because we're making tons of money over here anyway, selling our products. We can't screw this up. Were there people, uh, you know, in your ear saying, because I know they're afraid of you to begin with, but you're the coolest dude ever. You're not a violent guy, but they think you are. So they're scared of you. I know they are. Don't even tell me they're not. Did any of them tell you, I have two minutes to like chill out, Kyle? Oh, yeah, of course, 100%. You know, I mean, that that's what kind of really started this was my first comment saying, CBD could cure COVID-19. You know, the, the sun is going to cure COVID-19, according to the government, as soon as summer comes. <laughs> so, you know, why wouldn't I say something that I know to be true as my son recovered from uh, flu A last year unbelievably well uh, using CBD? And so did so many other people. And flu A killed over 80,000 people, way more than what coronavirus is going to kill ultimately. And that was a worldwide statistic. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people died last year from flu A. And we didn't do any of this ridiculousness or tell people to go take all these ridiculous drugs. I'm merely trying to save lives here. And it's unfortunate that more people don't want to do the same and are fear-mongered back into the shadows by people like the federal government. I've been to D.C. I've, I've lobbied for this plant. I've been in these cloak rooms and all this other <laughs> that these guys want to parade around as some big, huge deal and important job when all they're doing is sitting around smoking cigarettes and drinking scotch. And there's a guy in the corner serving drinks, like literally. There's a bartender out right outside of, of the uh, where all of the decisions are made for our country. These guys go in and out of a door and go to a bar and get a drink and go sit down and smoke cigarettes. It was the unbelievably... Uh, offensive to see that, know the commitment that I've had as a, a citizen of this country, to know that that's what's truly going on. All right, so uh, hold that thought, Kyle. I want to talk more about uh, how this uh, cannabis, weed, chronic, CBD oil has changed your life. And I do want to uh, uh, definitely talk about plantar fasciitis because that is the worst pain I've ever been through in my life. We're talking to the one and only Kyle Turley on Coast to Coast. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on Coast to Coast with uh, Kyle Turley. Uh, did you think at any point there that I, when I left the set, and people don't know that I left the set, but I left the set, uh, that I was going to uh, kill someone in my family and that I was going to have to go smoke a fatty down in the garage to maintain my composure because when I left the set that I was somewhat just a little bit irritated. Hey, no, nothing better than marijuana for this this scenario right here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> COVID-19, you're stuck in the house, you're a dad. Uh, oh, my goodness. I don't know how anybody's surviving without CBD and marijuana right now that is stuck in COVID-19. Uh, which is why the cannabis industry has seen such amazing growth and been an insulated uh, stock in the whole dropout of the market. <laughs> I mean, geez. now listen, Kyle, uh, I want to go back for one second to uh, you talked about all the things that it's done in your life, cannabis. Uh, but you mentioned uh, you mentioned pla- uh, plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Now, I have had I have had plantar fasciitis in both feet and bone spurs in both heels from playing basketball for 45 years. And uh, I got to tell you, that is the worst pain I have ever had in my life. Now, I have had broken bones, broken hands, rotator cuff torn, labrum torn, kneecap broken. Uh, I have had eight surgeries on my ass. I've had six hernia surgeries. I have had every pill in my body known to man, but there is nothing that will even come close to plantar fasciitis because when you get that steel bar in your foot and you can't walk when you get out of bed in the morning, don't tell me that's not the worst pain you've ever had in your life. Yeah, and I got the cure for it. I dealt with it, and it was increasing to the point of, as you know, and anybody who has had plantar fasciitis that has crept into neuropathy up into your legs, you start to contemplate prosthetics very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I cured that. I cured this within two and a half months of using a high concentrated treatment, the same treatments that they're telling people to use that is killing cancer and curing cancers, Um, these high concentrated oils trying to increase your THC content in your body as much as possible. Um, because that is the true uh, anti-inflammatory that goes to really attack diseases. And, um, you know, that coupled with CBD has been a game changer. 
cured my neuropathy completely and my plantar fasciitis. I walk barefoot now for the first time in about 20 years. Uh, my second year in the league, make, yeah, my second year is when I blew both my plantar fascias out, running gassers, uh, <laughs> and, you know, didn't have uh, orthotics in my shoes, and go to plant, you know, and push off and doing the running, and you know, your 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 arch collapses, and now all of a sudden you can't walk in the morning like you say. <laughs> you're walking on glass. It's insane, and I cured that within two and a half months of using these oils. Uh, medicinally, the way that uh, these people have talked about it online uh, extensively and how it's dealing with cancer. And th this can be applied to any disease. Diseases are unique and you need THC. So, you know, uh, I, the, my doctor wanted to snip them, right? He wanted to cut them. And then he said it's like six weeks with each foot and then yeah. you're going to be out 12 weeks. And I'm like, bro, I'm not doing that. So what I did was, uh, believe it or not, I got rid of it. Uh, but it took a while because I kept playing, right? I, I never once stopped playing. So what happens is when you play, uh, it loosens up. But when you're done playing, an hour later, it feels like you got a piece of steel in your foot. You can't walk. You can't. You walk like you're 100 years old. I mean, worse than a 100-year-old with a cane. You're literally on a walker. You're crippled. When you get up, when you're in the morning, you literally can't even take a step out of bed. You fall over. So what I did was I did roller grinders with nodules on them, and I grinded my feet for four to five, six hours a day at work. I did the show at night. When you used to come on my radio show, I would roll my foot all night and grind out my, um, you know, my plantar fascia, and then it all got better. And then I played with, I played with heel cushions. I had shoals in and a heel riser like this in the bottom of my foot. So my foot was never down in the, in the shoe. It was, it was arched up like this. So I was only on the ball of my foot, but that was the worst injury I ever had. Now you talked about, um, your wife having skin cancer mm -hmm. and that you believe that, uh, CBD oil cured your wife of skin cancer. Elaborate on that. Well, hundred percent. And it's done it. Um, I mean, for the first, we've been married now 17 years, uh, for the first 10 years of our marriage, uh, well, 16 years, first 10 years of our marriage, she had to get skin cancers cut out of her body every year. Um, they continue to increase. Um, these were very serious issues uh, that the doctors were quite concerned about. Um, and then uh, ultimately, as I continue to progress in finding out these different opportunities in cannabis and as cannabis itself was progressing over the years, you know, it wasn't up until you know, five, six years ago that the CBD industry did, even really existed. Um, and was even known, uh, let alone the opportunities in these high concentrated THC oils in extractions um, that you can apply to, you know, topical opportunities towards cancers. Um, and that's what we started doing uh, just as an experiment. And we found within days, these would start disappearing. Uh, she wouldn't have to go back to the doctors and get the chemo creams and have them you know, cut her body up and pull these plugs out of her skin. What did they um, say? What did the doctors say? That they've been agreeing with us. Everything from the flu uh, to cancer. Uh, and, and all of the ways that we go in to talk to these guys and tell them what we're doing and why we're not experiencing these same scenarios any further from my neuropathy to her skin cancers. We tell them what's going on and they all agree. Yes, okay, we understand this. And it, yeah, there's more, it's gonna take a little time. It's gonna come out eventually. It's like, it's so offensive, you know, it's very offensive to hear these things continually. 
as you see these true resolutions, you know, being able to cure cancer is a very big deal. And um, I, you know, I don't know why we're still, you know, continuing to uh, go down this road of, of these months, month after month of this cause and that cause, while cannabis is still at a schedule one drug status, you know, from these politicians in, in, in Washington that are continuing to ignore this right now in COVID-19, when we should be leading these studies on this, uh, uh, spearheading these studies, in fact, um, and you have countries like Canada and uh, Israel uh, doing this now, um, and, and they're going to expose this. How is it that Jimmy Carter, American president, says he cures his cancer in Israel? Well, that, that should alarm every American uh, unbelievably. What is the, um, you know, uh, I, I got to understand something. When, uh, like in, in California and in Nevada, you can go to a dispensary and you can get all of uh, your neuro, um, you know, uh, all your CBD oils, all your creams. You can do liquid CBD drops for the throat. Uh, you can do the topicals. You can do everything. Why is it that you can do that there? And then in like New Jersey, if you have a license, uh, a medicinal license that you have to get basically if you're dying uh, to get one, it's literally, it's no joke. Yeah. Uh, and then you get one. But ha my question is, why is it that like in New Jersey, you go to the uh, dispensary and they only sell you there. They sell you bags, ounces of buds. There's, you can get any kind of buds. You can get the best strains money can buy. You just got to pay for it, but they don't sell the oils and the creams, the topicals in, in New Jersey. Why, uh, why is that? Why is it only available in like California and Nevada? Can you explain that to people? Well, I, I mean, it's simple. I mean, they don't want it. Um, and, and they want to continue, rather, to perpetuate this image of cannabis that um, this is, you know, a conversation that deserves to stay between hippies and reefer madness idiots. And um, unfortunately, uh, there's a millions of Americans out here that are like you, like me, middle of the road dads who just want to be present, active, responsible members of society and go after, you know, big dreams and, you know, have big shows or make it to the NFL and, uh, do all these great American things. And yet they want to continue to try and control our, our, uh, you know, ability to extend that, you know, ex because this would extend your opportunity. This would extend my opportunity in sports um, and in life in general. And unfortunately, they are not just cannabis, you know, keeping things from us. It's very apparent. And, um, you know, it can't do anything but continue to fuel uh, these conspiratorial uh, conversations that just get controlled by semantics. Um, and I, I mean, when are we going to get past this? I mean, as a Schedule One drug, you cannot study this on humans. That is what that means. It is worse than heroin, uh, worse than cocaine. Cocaine's a Schedule II drug. It's equivalent to heroin. Marijuana hasn't killed a soul in the history of the world. Not one accredited medical organization has ever acknowledged that cannabis has killed anyone. Um, and so, I mean, at this time, I mean, where you are, I'm, I sent CBD to a hospital in North New Jersey. And we'll see if that guy over there uses it. I don't say the hospital, but I sent him a whole big box full of CBD products and things that we make that I've developed personally that I know can bring people back from the literal dead. So, uh, you know, I'm disappointed you didn't send that to me, actually. Yeah. Uh, I have to That's ask right. you. Let's go. I have to ask you. So the, how many of your friends 
in the NFL or just even colleagues that you know that may or may not uh, appreciate what you've done now, like you realize that like guys have uh, CTE, guys have brain damage, guys have chronic, I mean, just absolutely chronic arthritis and pain and, and broken hips, knees, feet, uh, their bodies, they're like uh, 130 years old, their bodies. How many guys now, like they've changed the rules in the NFL about weed. Uh, does that excite you? And how many guys do you know that like Ricky Williams and all the others that could have kept playing in the NFL, guys like Josh Gordon that got six failed drug tests because he smoked and he blazed. Uh, how many guys uh, would this have helped? And it should have been helping all along. And now that it's 2020, it finally, uh, they're, they're easing their uh, restrictions and laws, but they missed tw uh, two decades. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. You know, I mean, you talked about Ricky Williams. I mean, what a career. And a guy who truly didn't do anything else, didn't do uh, anything else, uh, was never in trouble, just showed up to work hard every day and become the best football player that the NFL has ever seen at that position. Had they not interrupted his career because of all of that madness, and I was a witness to the whole thing, uh, he, he would probably be the NFL's leading rusher. Um, and now you see uh, the results of what it is he's continued to showcase and his commitment to his health and disregarding what he knows to be wrong in the information given to us by these doctors and using pharmaceuticals and all of these other uh, synthetic means to address injury and illness. You know, uh, certain occupations uh, have uh, real serious consequences um, from military veterans in the war theater to uh, athletes who obtain these, you know, real diseases. Uh, and, you know, whether that's a professional football player or somebody like yourself who goes out and just goes hard. Um, these are conditions that happen to the human body when we put it into action, when we work it. And, um, you know, some of us are conditioned that way. And we just want to have the opportunity at health and wellness, like everybody else that apparently just wants to sit around and do nothing. Um, and waste this opportunity at life. Uh, it's unfortunate that so many athletes over these years have been subject to this unbelievable injustice. Um, and uh, it, I'm proud to say that I've been a part, of, a very integral part of, of pushing this change so that uh, what you're going to see this football season is a stark contrast between the uh, uh, L.A. Rams versus the Atlanta Falcons when it comes to injury and illness in dealing with players. Uh, the states that have cannabis as an option for players will far uh, and uh, unbelievably showcase the difference between um, what cannabis can do for a person's health versus what's happening down here in these other teams in these states where it's still uh, unbelievably backwards and archaic. So uh, respectfully, I got three minutes. What is the difference of what is going to happen, let's say, to the Rams and Chargers and Niners uh, in the state of California as opposed to uh, the Falcons or the Dolphins or the uh, Charlotte, uh, you know, Carolina Panthers and teams like in D.C., the Redskins and, and Philadelphia, the Eagles, that it's not legal? Well, just on the government patent alone, you know, forget about my words. The United States government has a patent on this 
as a neuroprotectant and an anti-inflammatory. And so from those just simple two things, you're going to see unbelievable revolutions happen in healthcare because of what this is going to expose. When you start applying this to sports like football and have the opportunity to have these controlled environments, um, which is what they're afraid of, is these opportunities that football can showcase and how people don't have to die from traumatic brain injuries anymore and or give them the best opportunity at surviving. Um, and so from concussions to uh, and all the cognitive benefits that you're going to hear from these players very loudly of how much better they feel to all of the inflammation issues, which result into injuries that become worse and worse and ultimately have to get surgeries. I know I personally could have avoided three surgeries had I understood the anti-inflammatory properties alone of cannabis and been able to access that. So uh, respectfully, I got 90 seconds. Do you believe that um, that cannabis and CBDs can uh, help people with Alzheimer's? hundred percent. And studies continue to show that it can not only stop the progression of Alzheimer's disease, but potentially roll it back. And this this is something that needs to be um, uh, very loudly talked about. And, and it can do so much good for our country. We have an unbelievable problem with this. When, in the beginning, when my grandfather uh, four years ago went into a home, I begged them to let me use CBD with him. Um, in the end, in his last days, they begged me to give him CBD because they didn't allow me to in the beginning. And this conversation was, was, wasn't where it is today. And my grandfather would still be alive and he just passed of Alzheimer's disease. And there was no doubt that this showcased at the end of his life as they begged me for this and now have all of their patients in these homes using this, uh, that this could have uh, saved my grandfather's life and so many others. Um, and I just continue to hope that people will listen to these uh, things that are truly happening. I do too. And uh, I believe in it. And uh, I'm certain that it would help. And I think that uh, the future is bright for that uh, route to be taken by people. I think people have to take the uh, chance. I think people have to go that route. I think they have to make decisions that are better. Like, listen, uh, you're not helping me at all over here. I'm going to go over here. I got something I'm going to try over here. We're talking to the one and only Kyle Turley out in Cali on Coast to Coast. Go with us. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. 
As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Back on Coast to Coast with Kyle Turley. So let's go back to your uh, playing days. And uh, I want to know, and you know, this is a whole new audience for you here on uh, Sports Grid and on uh, TV because you've always done my radio shows. So this is uh, a whole new audience that doesn't know uh, your story and what you've turned into in life, this uh, entrepreneur and successful uh, businessman in the cannabis uh, industry. And people, I think, are fascinated by that in itself. And I think you've expressed a lot of uh, very important things today, per usual. But what they don't know about you is, uh, and I think it's very important to show how you got here, because uh, I want to go back to uh, your playing days and your uh, mental state as pertaining to head trauma and the abuse of your brain and the injuries that you sustained playing in the National Football League. You, without a doubt, had massive problems and a temper like no other. Uh, You set the bar there. I think you were over here. Everybody else was over here. But you had allegedly, uh, people had seen it, uh, your outbursts on television. They They already saw it. Uh, I always was a friend of yours, so I, I was always getting a kick out of you and like calling you up going, bro, that was awesome. <laughs> and then, but people didn't find it funny on Park Avenue. Uh, they were, so my question is this, there, you had threatened, uh, coaches, you had, uh, you know, had meltdowns at, you know, practice on the sideline, uh, in, uh, meetings, in film rooms, you uh, were this giant monster and everyone was scared to death of you and they thought there was something wrong with you. And they said you were uh, a head case and that you had a uh, implosive explosive disorder, that you were uh, had a mental problem. Now, I love you and you know I do, but you have to tell the story of how your playing days and all these injuries to your brain, you're convinced utterly that that is why you had all of these problems. Well, I, I think you only have to look at the statistic, uh, you know, statistical evidence that's out there in our community. Um, you know, we don't just have O.J. Simpson. Um, you know, my high school banquet, awards banquet out here in Southern California, uh, Anthony Smith, uh, defensive end for the Oakland Raiders, or uh, Los Angeles Raiders at the time, uh, I believe. And um, uh, he spoke at my high school awards banquet. Um, and he's in jail for triple murder. Um, you know, Ray Carruth, all these other uh, incidences uh, in the NFL, you know, they didn't just stop at O.J. Simpson. There is a number of NFL players that are in prisons around America right now for uh, behavior that um, can be explained. Um, I was fortunate to stay away from those serious incidents, um, but I can understand and know what those uh, incidents, uh, you know, were like and how they got to where they got, um, you know, from Aaron Hernandez to 
everything else that has exposed Ray Rice, all these things uh, continue. Uh, Michael Vick, uh, you know, wh why do you individuals choose uh, these types of activities uh, versus, you know, being, um, you know, grounded and, um, you know, understanding of what is at stake here? Um, and you don't get you don't gather that uh, maturity as an NFL football player. And um, unfortunately, you don't have people around you, um, no offense, that, that tell you, hey, man, I'm really concerned about you. <laughs> and, 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 you know, they, and they try to they try to help you by just being your friend and you get it um, and you appreciate that. Um, uh, and ultimately, you know, I don't want to have anybody hold my hand, but uh, the exposure of the truth of CTE was the turning point in my life of understanding that something made sense here as to why these things were happening when I literally was, uh, I mean, I was a first round draft pick. I committed to the dream. I didn't have anything wrong with me, if you will. And now all of a sudden, you know, the tables turn on me as uh, I get further into this football career, more concussions, all of these things continue to happen. Right. You know, I wasn't just uh, you know, having concussions, these neurological issues were real serious and I didn't know where they were coming from. I had vertigo that started my rookie year during the football seasons, ironically, and they tested me for everything under the sun, but what had happened to my brain, um, you know, and I was having these episodes increasingly over my career to where at the end of my career, it was one of the things that ultimately, uh, pushed me towards retirement. I couldn't, uh, you know, hit people anymore without, sending myself into a dizzy spell. Um, and that was scary going out in front of the 80,000 people <laughs> and right. you're going to play, do You're supposed to do a job here for your team and they're counting on you um, to know that there's a moment where you may just fly into a vertigo spin and just start vomiting on the field and not be able to move and go into a seizure, which is what then ultimately happened to me post football career. Understanding CTE after uh, going to a convention and seeing uh, Chris Nowinski from the uh, uh, Boston group up there with Ann McKee, those who have all of these football brains, exposed me to these other things that they explained were happening to other players, and that was my life. I was living it. And so um, understanding that was a critical transition point for me. Up until then, <laughs> you were uh, had a front row seat. Well, did you, uh, when you, like, um, when they started letting, because they tried everything with you, uh, the doctors. Yeah, they, and the, didn't. They, they didn't try everything with me. But they, I mean, what, what, after when, my football career, they tried to do everything for me that they thought they could. Okay, but what did you do to, uh, obviously, cannabis was involved in the recovery of your brain with CTE. How did you start? taking it and and how did you start noticing a difference in your brain was it just purely smoking spleefs or what was it uh yeah i mean ultimately at first it was getting to the end of my road of you know really considering whether or not to live this life anymore and so when you get to that point uh those that have and are still here can understand they're watching your show of uh, you're willing to do whatever you, you, you can to to find some sort of of relief and more so getting yourself back 
you know, finding you again. Um, and so you find yourself in these moments, you know, of, of begging God or whatever it is that you believe in for another chance. And um, uh, for me, that was moving back to California and realizing I had always had something there in cannabis ever since the first time I used it, which was about my second, third year in the NFL, when I was given to me by a player who saw me struggling uh, through all of these prescribed pharmaceuticals and the uh, rigors of an NFL football career and the things I was dealing with off the field and, you know, having money and all these people after you and, you know, getting in relationships that don't work out because you thought they would because you're just buying diamonds and cars for everybody and everybody should just be happy as hell and they're not. And now, you know, this real world just really slaps you in the face when you go from being a poor kid from, you know, a truck driver father with five kids and uh, dependent on a $700 a month scholarship check to have millions of dollars in the bank doesn't help these scenarios. And then all of the, you know, security that you enjoy as, you know, a high paid player, a first round draft pick. Um, these things were, you know, kind of conduits for me to really go further into this disease. Um, and, and it wasn't until I got to that end of considering, you know, this life, just like my friend Junior Seau and everybody else that's gone before and taken that road, you know, I found myself in this serious spot. Wasn't the first time. You know, and so understanding that there was something that was there that I hadn't given its full opportunity to that always gave me relief. And then knowing that there was more to it than just, you know, that weed is weed um, uh, and knowing that there are all these different strains, because I knew that that was the case. But I, I honestly didn't think that that this was going to show me what it has shown me. I really this has been an unbelievable experience for even me. Um but it was my last hope, if you will. This was my last chance um, before, uh, who knows? And uh, I can't say enough about where I am today, six years later, uh, being pill-free, um, not having vertigo anymore at all, uh, no more light sensitivity, um, no more uh, uncontrollable rage and depression and all of these things that you know, a result from traumatic brain injury um, and to the degree of being tested through the NFL concussion protocol and testing program because of this lawsuit and settlement, um, being diagnosed about four years ago with stage two progressive dementia. And four years later, I should be uh, way further down that road. And now every test since, because they continue to say, no, man, there's something you got to keep coming back and testing here because we're looking at your life and it doesn't add up. And I'm going, hey, I'm giving you the truth every time I go take these tests. I'm not right. lying whatsoever. OK, um, and you're di diagnosing me as someone who has all these precursors to Alzheimer's disease. But yet I'm continuing year after year now in the commitment that I have made towards this because of what's been shown to me to to showcase how this is doing what we talked about and that it is stopping the progression of this disease, I believe in myself, um, and hopefully, um, you know, reversing somewhat of the damage, but for sure opening up so many more other opportunities for my brain to pick up slack from, you know, the damage I've done uh, playing in, you know, this amazing sport that, you know, has a consequence. 
You know, it's crazy. Uh, you really are setting the standard for people uh, that have lost hope and that are, uh, you know, suicidal and everything else that, that you can actually uh, turn your life around and get your health back, get your brain health back, get your mind back, get your uh, memory back and all the rest. It's crazy. I have to ask you, Kyle Turley with us on Coast to Coast. So, you know, you have a tremendous love affair with music and you have, uh, you know, gone to Nashville you had a country band, a kind of a rock country band, and unless I'm crazy, I know that I used to play your music on my show, and you were doing that for a while, and it was really intense, and you were loving life doing that. I mean, I think you grew up in, in like, you know, uh, when you were, where you live now in, in, in the Inland Empire, you, you know, that's a, a real punk and grunge and, and rock and roll place. Uh, I want to know how much the music has affected your life because that was kind of a road you went down for happiness for sure. You were doing it, uh, touring, you released albums, you did everything. And then, unless I'm crazy, you, you kind of got out of it again and went back to just doing the cannabis thing. Well, uh, you know, my, my health was continuing to decline during this time. You know, as much as I was able to kind of show that I was – you know, having all this fun out here, uh, you know, having a music career and all this and that touring, uh, that was the furthest thing from the truth. And, you know, it was more a uh, release. It was therapeutic for me to get out and get away from my family and uh, the commitments of the real world and go, you know, just go get back in this mode, uh, much like football, where you didn't have to think about anything. You had a tour, you went to this show, you get set up, you break down or you do the show, you break down, you go to the next show. Um, you get to the truck stop, you do, you know, there's this rhythm to it that right. comforting, if you will. But at the same time, my health continued to decline to the degree where I had to make a choice. Um, and that was either stay in Tennessee, um, which we lived there for about seven years after my football career, or get back to California um, and really start addressing this. Because unfortunately, Tennessee is one of those states that, you know, is uh, completely backwards and in the dark ages in this conversation. <laughs> so when you went home, uh, respectfully, I got three minutes. You went home and you started your company and it's blown up and gotten enormous. Uh, have you done better with that than you ever did as a professional football player? Um, not yet. I mean, it's getting to that level. Uh, I was at the, at the top in the NFL, you know, so I was one of those top guys. I was seventh pick in the NFL draft, you know, right out the gate, millions of dollars, uh, signed another massive contract uh, in my second contract. And even though that was short lived, I still, you know, made millions of dollars playing football. So um, in this regard, uh, yeah, I built a, a multi-million dollar company already. Uh, but in the business world, you know how that goes, you know, you got to keep investing it back in and ultimately and hopefully down the line i mean who knows where things are going uh, i know that cannabis has more of an opportunity to re-energize uh, this economy than anything else uh from the marijuana side to all of the opportunities in hemp um and what that can do for america um in textiles and fuels and everything else um and you know the the opportunities for me in business have presented themselves and like we talked about what you said and allowing me to get my mind back is the key um i i would not have any of this i would not have my family i would not have my house here um uh, anything I, I would be you know in a van down by the river uh, <laughs> and 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 that's the truth um you know of it all i, I mean i the, cannabis has allowed me to get my life back 
and to put all of those great things that all these coaches and everybody parades around about football and what it does for, you know, a young man and helping you build all these characteristics of, of great character and hard work and determination to apply in the real world after you're done. That's impossible unless you understand CTE and what you have when you leave this game um, and how to deal with that. And I've found the answer. And so that's why you see what you see. And uh, the, the proof is in the success that, you, you know, I continue to have and this industry continues to have. So I got one minute respectfully, Kyle. Uh, you still heavily involved with Gridiron Greats. Yes, uh, involved with Gridiron Greats as much as possible. You know, if it wasn't for the Gridiron Greats, nothing would have been done uh, in the inception of the Gridiron Greats back in 2006 and seven. Then, you know, following that, uh, almost immediately, you have the union now establishing all these programs uh, that allow for players to, to, to tap into uh, assistance and funding and benefits um, on the medical side to financial side. And so we've accomplished great things in, in uh, pushing that needle um, and done so many great things ourselves as much as uh, we could, you know, in trying to raise money for, um, you know, broken down old football players, which not too many people have too much sympathy for, you know, because we got to live this dream and uh, couldn't be more honored to have worked with uh, Coach Mike Ditka and guys like Jerry Kramer, uh, you know, and uh, Shannon Jordan, the president uh, or former president, just to step down, Matt Burke, uh, all these great people that have really done so much for our community. Well, I'm glad uh, you're doing so fantastic. I love you. It's awesome having you on Coast to Coast. I'm glad people got to see you here on the TV side of things. Continued health and success, brother, to you and your whole family. I love you, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Much love back. There is Kyle Turley on Coast to Coast. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.